0: Hello, hello, hola, hola. What's up? Welcome back to the Chiona podcast. It is me, Sarah. So freaking easy. Happy Friday, everybody! Happy August Friday. I don't know what day it is anymore. I completely forget because I spend most of my time at home. Still, even though we are somewhat a little bit more free to do the things that we want, and your girl is fully vaxxed for hot girl summer. Are you stupid? Are you dumb? <laughs> But yeah, nonetheless, I still spend a lot of my time at home because I'm working from home all the time and all that stuff. And by the way, disclaimer, if you hear my neighbors outside in the background, my window is open and it's like boiling in this house. And my dad has suggested for me to just open all the windows of the house instead of using the AC. And he knows what he's doing because he fixes that type of stuff. So I'm just going to heed his wisdom and not turn on the AC. So if you hear my background a little noisy, if it's a little noisy in the background, then that's then that's why. The window's open and whatnot. But hello! Today, this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about two particular things because I have had requests about people... Well, I always have requests about people asking me for like dating advice and things like that or like relationship advice and all that stuff. So I will talk about that. And then I will also talk about for some reason, a lot of people still want to know all the stories that I have at these shows that I go to or festivals that I go to um because I have been to quite a few and yeah people are really interested in that and they want to know if I got into another fight with anybody again and I'm not going to talk to you guys this week about that but I promise you there will be another episode where I do talk about it so yeah (laughs) so I'm going to reintroduce you guys or I'm going to introduce I I don't know why I said reintroduce I'm going to introduce you guys to a very a a recurring character in my life and let's call him T.J. Detweiler yes named after the character from Recess because I love that show And the character is awesome. And this person is awesome as well. So, I mean, I have nothing bad to say about him, really. But he's a very significant part of my life. And I feel like I learned a lot of lessons from this as well. Maybe just as many as when I was with Juan Pablo. But maybe not as many. It's it's hard to say. But TJ and I uh, had a very loving and very honest relationship with each other and it was one of my very first serious relationships that I'd ever gotten into and you know when you say or like a lot of people will say like you never forget your first real relationship I'm here to say that that is very very true you never really forget it I mean you move on and you kind of are like doing your own thing and you see other people and all that stuff so there's that whole aspect that I am very much in agreement with but at the same time you still do remember your relationship with that person because hello is your first basically everything for me. So uh yeah, TJ and I had a lot in common, but at the same time, we were still very different. We came from completely different family backgrounds and completely different walks of life and, and whatnot. And we were also in very different stages in our life, to be honest, because I was just finishing up my undergraduate degree and everything like that. And he had just finished his, he had just finished his a little bit before me. And so he was kind of moving into the whole working full time space. And I was thinking about my post grad studies and all that stuff. So again, we were working at different paces, but for some reason, somehow, we made it work in the almost three years that we were together. So, anyways. Despite all the differences that we did have we had a couple commonalities which were in fact going to shows and festivals and whatnot, right? So I was actually the one that introduced him to that stuff contrary to what he says or what he might tell other people. Yes I'm the one that introduced him to the scene. Hello. Thank you He is one of my many rave children that I have introduced to the scene. What's up? So I remember this one festival That we went to. And here's the thing about festivals in Canada, okay? We have very, 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 very... And I can't stress this enough. We have very few shows because our weather is so unpredictable. And I'm not just talking about Ontario. Like, Ontario in itself has very unpredictable weather. But I'm also talking about shows outside of this province. So that's why I say Canada. Uh, But we have very unpredictable weather. So there's only a small, small, small window. And even within that window, it's hard to really secure... The fact that a festival is actually going to happen in decent weather, because there have been years where I have gone to a show and it's been freezing cold, or there's been hail, there's been rain, there's been snow, like it's just, it's all over the place. So sometimes you gotta just shoot in the dark and then hope you hope you hit the target or whatever. But anyways, this time when TJ and I were going to the show, we knew it was gonna be cold because this was in December and in December, oof, ciao. It gets really really cold in Toronto. I'm not gonna lie to you. It gets really really freaking cold. So if you come from like a warm area I would highly 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 suggest for you not to be here during Christmas time. A lot of my American friends that live in California or like just my friends who live in a warm climate in general are very much like oh my gosh like I really want to see snow on Christmas. Like that's just so stunning. Like winter is so stunning and I want to touch snow and Let me, I, every single time they tell me things like this, I always say to them, like, listen, it's cute for one day, two days maybe. And if you have it for New Year's, all right, sick, love that. But after that, you just get sick of it. And you're like, no, 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 this ain't for me anymore. And I've been living in this country my whole damn life, this province, rather, my whole damn life, this city, my whole damn life, okay? And I still can tell you with a straight stone face, that I hate winter. Okay. So anyways, anyways, despite the fact that I hated winter or I still continue to hate winter, TJ and I went to this festival that just so happened to be in the winter time. And so we planned accordingly and we were like, okay, like we're going to go at this time and we're going to get there at this time and we're going to catch the Uber this, that, that, and that, and then. Right, So I was a little bit more organized than TJ because I was a little bit more experienced in this stuff. Whereas TJ was very adventurous and kind of just like marched to the beat of his own drum and kind of like planned things as he went along. And I know that sounds really weird because I always talk about how unorganized I am and how I don't like to think ahead of time. But when it comes to festivals and stuff like that, you kind of have no choice but to plan things ahead a little bit because just the way that it is and how many people are there, like I would rather just know what i'm doing and what sets i'm gonna go to or who i'm gonna see during the time frame that we're there so anyways i remember he really wanted to see marshmallow and I, like personally i'm not like the hugest fan of marshmallow but i was like hey like you know we're we're gonna go and we're gonna have a good time like i really want to introduce you to this stuff because this is when he was just starting to get into it i think we had been to like two other shows um, prior to this so he was just starting to get into it so i was like okay cool like i I'll, I'll go with you so we go and i don't know why like i really don't know what the rationale is and again i've said this before to many of my girlfriends and guy friends before is when you're in a relationship with somebody you turn into a whole damn clown because i don't know where in the hell we ever thought that it was okay to be wearing like basically nothing during one of like the coldest days of the year to go all the way to this really popular lounge slash club slash venue, concert venue called Rebel, and it's right by the lake, okay? So on top of the fact that it was, like, freezing cold, you're right by the lake, and if you know geography, if you know what's what's what, meteorology and things like that, then you know if you're right by the water, it's going to be freezing regardless if it's, like, 30 degrees outside. You know what I mean? You're going to be freezing anyways because the wind chill and, and, and all that stuff, right? And so I don't again I don't know what our thought process was but we were like hey let's basically not wear anything so TJ was wearing a t-shirt and shorts and I oh lord I was wearing like a tank top and shorts and Minnie Mouse ears, because that's usually what my like whole stick is. I guess I guess that's what you want to call it—a stick or like a costume or whatever. Like, if anybody wanted to find me at a rave, I don't really wear them that much anymore. But if anybody wanted to find me at a rave, you just need to look for the Minnie Mouse ears and the Minnie Mouse outfit. So that's basically what I was wearing. So. We get there and it's pretty packed and it's pretty cold outside as we're waiting in the line and everything like that. And TJ says to me, oh, like, I have a scarf. So, like, let's use that. But it was, like, a dinky little scarf. And he also had, like, these, these gloves that were, like, pretty warm. But if you think about the fact that we were both wearing summer attire and... Oh, God. Okay, we were wearing summer attire and we had, like, this dinky little scarf and, like, this sets of gloves... Like that doesn't mean anything dog like that literally doesn't cover anything that doesn't keep anybody warm but we were switching between each other and when we got inside the venue the thought process i think was that tj would be able to easily hide all of our stuff so that way we didn't a have to put it in code check and b have to carry around like a, a bunch of stuff right so anyways we were inside the venue we were having a good time blah 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 but then it was time for us to leave and go home And so finally we're leaving and then that's when this is a situation with shows that you have to be very mindful of is that Ubers charge like crazy. Well, I'm sure regardless of where you are, you know, this is when there's a popular event that's going on, the Uber charge surges like crazy and people are desperate to get home. So obviously they're going to pay the extra money for it. Right. But no, not TJ not tj not tj not tj not tj so we get out of the venue and he sees how much the uber costs and it's like oh no you know what like we can walk a couple of blocks and we can catch an uber from there so i'm out here thinking okay sure like let's just do that but then i realized like slowly start to realize as we're walking out of the venue it's way more cold than how it was when we were first entering the venue like it's like dead nighttime and we're freezing our butts off like immediately after we get out of the venue and like Keep in mind, when we were inside the venue, it was hot. There was a lot of people. You get sweaty and stuff like that. Like, no matter where you are at a festival, you <laughs> tend to get sweaty and hot. But when as soon as we left the venue, that's when all of that went out the window. We started getting really, really cold really, really quick. And literally, TJ and I are walking the streets of Toronto, alternating every 10 minutes. I'm not making this up, guys. Every 10 minutes, maybe even 5 minutes too, because you saw how cold I was. Every every few minutes, we'd switch between the gloves and the scarf. So it was like this. I would be walking, TJ would be walking, and so TJ would be wearing the scarf, and I'd be wearing the gloves. And then, like, every five minutes, I would switch from the gloves to the scarf, and then he would switch from the scarf to the gloves. And it went on like that the whole time that we were walking. Then we realized, yo, we're never going to catch the Uber. We we aren't even going to end up catching the Uber because we've walked pretty much the whole way back. Like, And it was pretty far. Like, if you come from Toronto and you see where Rebel is and you see where the downtown core is, it's not a short walk. It's not. Like, to get all the way to the main subway station, it is not a close walk. And I don't know why we ever thought that it was. But yeah, we basically almost died of hypothermia because I remember, like, it was literally just us, like, walking at night. That's the other thing. It was kind of dangerous because it was just me and him walking at night and it was freezing cold outside and there wasn't like hardly anybody there. I mean, I'm glad I had him around to like protect me, I guess you would say. But like if you're realistically thinking about it, like what are these kids doing wearing basically nothing in freezing weather? Like I remember people in jackets were like looking at us through their cars, like as cars were passing by, they were like looking at us like we were insane And uh, yeah, I just remember that. And I thought all of this because we didn't want to pay for coat check. All of this because we didn't want to carry our coats. Who are we for real? (laughs) All right. So my next story doesn't involve TJ, but it does have to do with a festival. So I'm going to tie this all in together at the end. I promise. So this happened back in like 2015. So what? That was like six years ago. So I was just like 20 years old. I want to say I was pretty young and I was living it up. With my friends and whatnot and there's a popular music festival over here called Veld Music Festival that happens every year in Toronto and I go all the time or I've been so many times I can hardly even count anymore at this point but I still go every year just because it's fun and and, and I enjoy it so anyways I went with a couple of my friends from high school because I had still kept in touch with quite a few of them so I went with some of my friends from high school and we had planned it all out we met up at one of our friends house and then from there we drove over to the venue and there was an indication that there was going to be a thunderstorm like we saw it on the weather app but it was so guys i can't even exaggerate this it was so beautiful outside in the morning and so beautiful in the early afternoon that we were like thunderstorm where like it's like there's nothing that's happening in the area or nothing right And so we were thinking, okay, we're in the clear, we're in the clear. And there were a couple of artists that I really, really wanted to see that were performing that night, and I was really excited. I was like, okay, so maybe the thunderstorm is just going to be like for like a few seconds and I'll be okay because in the back of my mind when I hear thunderstorm obviously you guys know I'm terrified right but it's even worse when I'm outside side story my mom tried me to get over my fear of uh, being outside in a thunderstorm she locked me out of the house when we were coming home from somewhere I don't remember where but she locked me out of the house and I started screaming outside and I was ringing the doorbell profusely And she didn't let me get inside because she wanted me to get over my fear of thunderstorms. But, anyways, that's for a different time. So, I had it in the back of my mind. I was like, okay, like I'm gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be fine. Like, there's no thunderstorm or there's no indication of a thunderstorm. So, I thought things are gonna be okay. So, we get to the venue, we get to the festival, and it's beautiful. Like, we're having such a good time, taking pictures, all that good stuff, right? And then as the night goes on, or as like the rest of the afternoon goes on, yo, hmm, ciao, that's when it starts to get a little gloomy looking outside and I start to worry a little bit because I'm like, oh, no, 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 I think this is the thunderstorm that they were talking about. And one of my friends already knew that I'm like really scared of thunderstorms, so she was like, it's okay, like, you'll be fine, blah, 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 just stick with me. So we're sticking together, this, and that, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm telling you guys, it was, like, day and night. Like, at one point, it was really nice outside, and then the next minute, there was, like, crazy, crazy wind, crazy, crazy rain, and thunder, like, I had never even heard in my life before. Like, that's probably, like, one of the worst storms that i've seen out here in a really long time and it was even worse because i was outside and i was hardly wearing any well I'm, i don't want to say it like that because you guys are probably gonna think that I was like half naked which i wasn't but i was like you know it was just for like a festival right so i was i was out there and i was so scared and people were running to the exit because they told us to evacuate because the weather was getting pretty bad and they didn't know if it was going to stop anytime soon so everybody was just basically fending for themselves and looking for shelter and so I started walking with my friend and I was getting really anxious like she could tell I was getting really scared so she was trying to get us away from everyone as soon as possible and again it's a festival right guys so everybody's all trying to leave at once and it gets really crowded so I was feeling a little overwhelmed but we were we were doing okay at that point like I was trying to get my mind off of it and my friend was helping me out but I don't know what came over me because this venue is like situated on a hilltop, I guess you could say. So when we were all exiting the venue, as soon as it started to pour even more and the thunder started getting louder, I don't know what shot into me. Maybe it was like adrenaline or just pure fear because I knew where we parked too, right? So I I just completely lost all inhibition and I bolted. I bolted all the way from the venue to across the street at like this random plaza to just hide underneath like the the tarp i guess that was like in the plaza or something and I sat there and I started bawling my eyes out. started crying. I was like shaking up like crazy. And there were other people that went to the festival that were going towards that plaza as well. And I will never forget these two girls were sitting beside me and they asked if I was okay. This Again, this is the thing with festivals is people always look out for each other. Or at least in my experience, they do. These two girls were like, are you okay? And I couldn't even speak. Like that's how bad it was. I couldn't even speak properly. And so they sat beside me and waited till my friend came and were like, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to be okay. And I was just crying and then more people started crowding around to ask if I was okay and that's when I started to get even more overwhelmed and one of the girls was like guys leave her alone like she's she's really upset right now like you need to give her some space And this is this is this is the good side and the bad side of people looking out for you Because I know people are trying to look out for your well-being But when you're in a distressed state like that the last thing you want is for everybody to be watching you And that's exactly what was happening is that so many people were looking at me and like asking me a million questions And then there's a combination of the people that actually want to know if you're okay And then there's a combination of people that are like drunk out of their minds and are super belligerent and annoying and crazy and so it's a combination of those things so i felt extremely overwhelmed and thank goodness my friend finally came to my rescue and was like sarah like we were looking for you oh my gosh are you okay blah blah, blah. and so then we walked over to my friend's car and i was still so shook up like i was soaking wet soaking like soaking 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 wet and i had ruined my makeup completely i looked like a hot damn mess and they had announced that the festival for that day because it was a two-day festival they had announced the festival for that day was canceled and I was really upset I was like oh, damn it like all the artists I want to see were on this day and now I'm not gonna be able to see them blah blah blah, blah, blah. but then finally we drove back to my friend's house and then from there we drove back to or I, I got a ride back to my house and then I walked through the front door and my dad was sitting in the kitchen and he asked if I was okay because he saw like my makeup was ruined. My hair was like all gross and everything. And normally when I come back from a festival, yes, I look like a hot damn mess, but this was like hot damn mess. Like, I don't even know, like a bomb exploded or something. I don't even know. I looked so bad. And my dad was like, being bien, huh? I was like, uh, no, not really. And so I explained to him what had happened and he felt so bad that he made me dinner and it was just us in the house I don't know where everybody else was but he made me dinner and he made me feel better and this is why guys like I love my dad so damn much because there is nobody else in the world that would do things like that for me like just like 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 people will people will definitely ask if I'm okay and stuff like that but my dad always just takes it like one step further and I was like I'm gonna cut you some watermelon or I'm gonna buy you some plantain chips. Or miha, I'm gonna make you a milkshake or something. Like my dad will just go out of his way to do things like that for some reason. And obviously it's because he loves me and, and whatnot. But like I just Yeah. Like it it went from like a really terrible time to like I'm gonna be okay and I'm gonna be fine type of type of vibe. But I remember I like I pin that as one of the worst experiences that I've had while I was at a festival, like I didn't even, here's the crazy part is I hadn't even been drinking and there was nothing going on in my system other than just pure fear and adrenaline. And it's the most terrifying thing. Like when you are literally like strand or it feels like you're stranded in the middle of nowhere. It's not, I it was like in North York, Toronto, um, where you feel, but you feel like you're like stranded And there's nowhere you can go because you can't escape it. You can't run away from it. And it's just like, ugh, no, not at all. It's not a good feeling at all. But look, there is a happy ending after all. We didn't have to worry about anything because my dad made me dinner after I got home and I was no longer sad or scared or upset about anything. Well, partially I was because I still really did want to see the artists that were going on that day. But then the next day was phenomenal and my friend and I had such a great time. So, I mean, like, there's like, there's parts of it that I was like, okay, like I was disappointed and I was really sad. And then obviously the next day made up for it. But it's funny because I remember seeing all these videos that were posted all over Twitter of people freaking out during this storm. Like if you were at Veld 2015, you will know that that storm was just ridiculous. Like I remember people were trying to get rides home because some people took Uber, some people took party buses. Like it was just insanity and a half. I remember seeing this one video of people climbing on a TTC bus. For those of you not from here, that's a Toronto, like Toronto busing system or whatever. Like climbing on top of a TTC And holding on to the back of the, the back of the bus while the bus was driving, like it was insane. People were just losing their damn minds and I was so happy that I wasn't part of that. And there were also, there was also, I remember seeing another video of like all these people just like hidden in some sort of shed that was near the venue. Like they were all just underneath there, like all stranded there. And I was just like, oh my goodness, it could have been a lot worse for me, but it wasn't. So I count my blessings for that very, very much. All right, and to wrap this whole thing up, I'm going to talk a little bit about, like I'm going to blend the two topics together, festivals and a relationship. Because I had somebody ask me recently, was like, my partner doesn't particularly enjoy the fact that I wear certain outfits to festivals. Have you ever experienced that? Or do you know or have any sort of advice that you can give to me when it comes to a topic like that? And the first thing that I'm going to bring up here is that it 99% of the time, 99% of the time, is it's always girls who have this issue. Like 99% of the time, it's always girls who have this issue where their boyfriends or their significant other doesn't feel comfortable with them going to a festival wearing a certain outfit. And this is just reiterating the fact that boys have it so much easier than girls do. Because sometimes what the concern is, and it's often misinterpreted, is when people are like bring up to their significant other, oh, I don't feel comfortable with you wearing that, it doesn't even have to do with the person that's wearing it It has nothing to do with that. You can wear whatever you want, but the concern often is, is other people. And you don't know what other people's intentions are. Heck, I come from a conservative family, a very, very conservative family, where if I don't even wear the right outfit to church, my parents will say something and make me change. I'm 26 years old. And my parents will still do that to me. So I know exactly what it feels like where people are like, oh, I don't want you to perceive this way or I don't want somebody to look at you that way, blah, 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 things like that. You know what I mean? But I think what it boils down to, and like the only advice that I can really give to the persons asking about this or even just somebody who's listening and might be feeling the same way is have a conversation with your partner about why they think that it's inappropriate or why they don't feel comfortable with you wearing something you know and i think what it boils down to is a compromise is a healthy compromise because if your partner is just going to constantly be like you can't wear this you can't do that you can't do this like it'll seem like it's a very controlling like i hate to say it but like it's a very controlled and one-sided relationship where you're not really getting any say in the things that you do whether it's even wearing an outfit to a festival or even just like hanging out with your friends or like doing certain things you know like it'll feel very controlled at that point and that's not really fun believe me i've been there done that where the person just wants to dictate everything and is like no you have no say like i'm not letting you go to this festival i'm not letting you wear this i'm not letting you do that like, i think being able to have a healthy conversation with your partner and saying hey listen like i know you feel uncomfortable about it but i want to know why and when they give you the reason why I want you to be able to actively listen because often when the other person provides their opinion, the immediate, and I know this because I've been through it, the immediate response is always like, no, but you just don't understand. Or like, you just want to chime in and be like, no, you're wrong. You don't even know what it's like. It's even worse when the other partner doesn't even go to shows. It, it, it's, it's hard to explain to them because they don't get it. Obviously they don't because they don't go to these things and they are trying to familiarize themselves with the concept of like you going to a show and you wearing you know, a costume of some sort, right? But again, it's actively listening to what they say and coming up with a healthy compromise. And I'm not saying you should, like, completely scrap the idea entirely and be like, okay, I'll just listen to what you say and be completely submissive to your partner. But I think also keeping their ideas and thoughts in mind is going to keep them mindful of the fact that, okay, they did listen to me and they've provided me with this compromise or they've provided me with this idea. Like, how can we be okay or in agreement with what with with what the situation is you know what i mean like so for example if you feel like or if your partner says to you oh I don't want you to be wearing, I don't want you to be wearing that just because like, I don't want anything to happen to you or anything like that, then I think the, a really great compromise would be something like, oh, well, if you feel like something's going to happen to me, I'm going to be with A, B, and C the whole night, or I'm going to be with this person, or I can call you as soon as the night's over and you can come pick me up, or, um, You know, I can text you when I'm on my way home, things like that, you know, like not even necessarily compromising on what you're wearing, but giving them more security or sense of security with when it comes to where you are at all times or like what's going on and and, and when you're going to be getting home. I I try to do that with my parents a lot because it's the same kind of concept, because again, this is why I know these things, because even if it has nothing to do with what I'm wearing, I could be wearing a damn turtleneck and skinny jeans, like be covered completely head to toe, okay? This would happen a lot when I went to school downtown, is I could be completely covered head to toe, but my parents would still, 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 still be like, oh, well, you know, just be careful out there, just be careful out there, just make sure that everything's okay, and the compromise that I would often level with them with is, okay, you guys, I know you care about my safety and things like that, but here's what I'll tell you is I am a grown adult, and I can make my way through something or I can find my way through something and if I do need your help, then I will ask for it. And if it gives you peace of mind or if it makes you feel better, I will text you when I am on my way home or if I need a ride home or if I don't feel safe in this environment, then I will let you guys know simple as that and that compromise hole you guys honestly like sometimes it sucks because you think to yourself like okay like i'm grown. like when are they going to stop doing this No, no 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 if you live in a house like mine if you live in a house like mine it basically doesn't stop until you're married and i know a lot of people are thinking like sarah how the hell are you able to live with that and the way that i see it the way that i see it is like this The more that you are able to actually gain your parents' trust and are actually able to just let them know and give them peace of mind that everything's going to be okay, you just eventually get used to it. I wish I had a better answer for it, but you just get used to it. And a lot of my friends, are they always comment on it and are just like, Sarah, like you literally just need to be like, yo, leave me alone, I'm an adult. (laughs) Well, I really wish that I could say that, and I've tried to say that before. It's funny that you say that. I've tried to say that before, but they just... I live under their roof, and until I don't live under their roof, which I don't even know when the heck that's going to be, because I am saving and saving, saving money like crazy, but until I leave their house, like, that's just the way that it goes. Like, that's just the rules of the game, and a lot of people don't understand that, but, I mean, it is what it is, you know? But going back to the whole, I'm not going to make this about me anymore, but the whole concept of, compromise and being able to tell your partner okay like listen I know you don't feel comfortable about this but is there any way that you would feel better about me doing this but in a different way that type of situation let see how that works out for you anyways y'all that's the end of this week's episode I hope you guys enjoyed it if you want me to do any more bits like this where I am giving specific 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 advice to you then please reach out to me on Instagram at SoDeezy, follow me on there. Oh, somebody commented, I'll I'll mention this. Somebody commented on the aesthetic of my Instagram and why it's all black and white. And I'll explain to you guys what the original concept of it was before we head out. So I was in a very, very dark place when I had restarted my Instagram because I had just broken up with T.J. Duttweiler. and I was like, I don't want to be on social media anymore. And I hate, the fact that people think that they can keep up with me via that and like just the concept of it like I was just I was just really upset with everything how things were going and so I kind of sat on it for a while actually I was without Instagram for a little while and then when I wanted to come back and go back on there because I kind of missed being able to keep up with my friends and Honestly, a lot of people know me as the meme queen. So the person who like gets all these memes and sends them in very, very stupid situations. So I usually would get a lot of my content from Instagram and get a good laugh out of the memes on Instagram. So that was the other thing that I really missed. So when I did revamp up my Instagram, the first picture that I posted was in black and white. But my idea at first Was that I was going to keep posting all my pictures in black and white until I was feeling better again Because even when I did get back on Instagram, I was still so depressed And I was still trying to heal from all of the horrible things that had happened to me the year before and so I was like, okay, I'm going to keep posting. Any picture that I post is going to be in black and white until I feel better. Like, until I'm at 110% Sarah Sodezy, I'm going to keep posting it in black and white. And then eventually, as I continue to post all my pictures in black and white, I don't want you guys to think that I'm still, like, like in that dark place now. But, like, because, like, all my pictures are in black and white. But, like, the more I started posting the pictures in black and white, I was like, I actually really dig this. Like, I was thinking, like, I'll, like when I would make another post, I was like, Yeah, maybe I should make this in color, but like I just really like the fact that it all flows under one thing Like it's all just like black and white black and white black and white So like I promise guys, I'm fine. I will indicate to you guys if I'm not doing so well, But as of right now, like, I'm doing great, but the black and white aesthetic is, like, here to stay. I don't know. Like, I just really like it. So, yeah, that's to answer that question. But, yeah, hit me up on Instagram if you have any other questions or pieces of advice you'd like me to give you. I'll try and do it to the best of my ability. But, yeah, until then, as always, guys, I, I appreciate your support so very, very much. And remember to share this with one of your friends if you feel like they'll like my show. If you feel like they're going to be entertained in some sort of way. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate all the support you guys have given me so far. Hope you can stick around for a couple more episodes. I will probably be finishing the first season of Chiona on episode 30. And that will be the last one before I take a little break from recording and everything like that. And then who knows when I'll be back. But we got to figure that stuff out later. Anyways, as always, Black Lives Matter, Indigenous Lives Matter, Immigrant Lives Matter. And God loves you so, so much, my friend. So, 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 so much. All right, I'm out this. Okay, bye.